morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you're listening at this Jake with Radio Wonderland. Coming to you live from the pod of podcasting. Get a little got a little bit of turnstile playing for you. How was your weekend? Was it good? Okay, let's jump right into this because uh, enough enough of the rock and roll, enough with the nonsense. Um, I have a game. I have a game that I really want to play. I really want to play this because I saw this clip of Nancy Pelosi. Whatever, whatever the hell she's on, it must be good stuff. It must be phenomenal stuff because I can't understand one word that she's saying. Well, let me get rid of some of this uh, unnecessary stuff in the way. Okay. Uh, let's see here as everybody's reading what I have on my desktop. Let me see if I can get this to play. Sending stuff over to the Senate. Well, it's most of the product that we've done is except now we, we may have added in the last day or so. And some of what we added is Senate to the bill, like uh, okay. hearing Bernie doesn't like hearing, excuse me, Bernie loves hearing <laughs> mansion. It doesn't want hearing in the bill. And all that stuff. Um, okay, you're na- you're making sense so far, uh, Miss Pelosi. Uh, let's 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 let you go some more. So somebody sent it, or and then we had the family medical need. We figured if they're putting things in, then we can put something in, if, even if Mansion doesn't like it. So um, uh, so we are getting some bird and privilege. I think I think mostly we're getting privilege scrub. Because privilege drug is deadly to a bill. Birdable, it's important. It's you have to take it out, but privilege violation can take you out. That's exactly how I sound when I'm completely wasted off my rocker. When I'm completely intoxicated and I can't put sentences together and I can't, it almost sounds like I'm being edited. That wasn't edited. That was her just going at it, making the noise, doing everything that she needs to do. Hmm. Very interesting. Very interesting. You know, I saw that this uh, this uh, issue with the Leah Thomas, the uh, the the NCAA swimmer with massive testicles and balls and stuff. Uh, anyways, killed it at the NCAA championship. We've already covered that, but fa- fans are hailing the Olympic medalist Emma Wyant as the real winner after lost trans swimmer Leah Thomas. You know, the funny thing about it is. Uh, this person here, Emma Wiant, and where is she from? Is this the girl from Texas? It was either the second place or the third place. One of the, the, either the second or the third place. They came out in support. Uh, they lost to the transgender athlete and they came out and they said, uh, you know, Hey, I, I think that she should be treated equally and they were totally okay with it. So I don't know if that was some type of a, uh, extreme publicity type situation or if those are true thoughts i mean when you dedicate your whole life to swimming and competing and in a woman's sport to get beat by a man and his you know his dick touched the wall first that's something that uh if you're that progressive and you're okay with it well that's on her i mean kudos to her i guess i think it's a slap in the face to her anyways but this uh, article uh, this isn't the article i was referring to but this article is talking about the runner-up which fans are declaring the actual winner. She came up short against male-born swimmer Leah Thomas. Well, that's a little racy, isn't it? Uh, saying male-born swimmer. Aren't you supposed to just uh, recognize that he's a female now and just call him female? That's a little bit of a slam. 
the looks like Washington Post here isn't being too progressive, but she came up short against Melbourne swimmer Leah Thomas. But Olympic silver medalist Emma Wyant is being cheered as a winner after placing second at the NCAA double, uh, Division Women's Swimming Championship. The 20-year-old Virginia freshman lost Thursday night's 500-yard freestyle final to Thomas, the transgender University of Pennsylvania senior who won the season's best time of 4 minutes, 33 seconds, and 2,400 hundredths of a second. Wyant touched second with a time of 434.99. Even so, Wyant was the crowd favorite. She received the lion's shares of cheers at Georgia Tech's Macaulay Aquatic Center. Her name also trended on social media as critics of rules allowing biological males to compete in women's sports declared Wyant the real winner. Round of applause for Emma Wyant, the UVA swimmer who placed second in the 500-yard freestyle tonight behind Leah Thomas. Second is the new first, tweeted Angela Mar Morabito. Morabito, yeah. Former Education Department press secretary in the Trump administration. Other comments included Emma Wyant is the rightful winner, Emma Wyant the real winner of the race, and Emma Wyant is the champ. Congrats to Virginia freshman Emma Wyant, the woman who would have won tonight's NCAA title in the 500 meter if women's sports were still sane. And that was tweeted by OutKick founder Clay Travis. You know, I've been uh, I've been screaming about this Leah Thomas uh, for a while, and we knew she was coming up to the NCAA for the finals, and we knew this was going to happen. It looks like it's finally gaining some uh, mainstream media attention of the transgender athlete that's been dominating the women's sport of swimming. You know, and, and I was talking to somebody about this on Sunday. And to be honest, to be honest, I really, and I can't say this enough, is everybody says, well, you're anti-trans, you're anti, no, I'm not anti-trans. I'm not anti-trans. I believe that whatever somebody wants to do in their bedroom, whatever they want to dress up with, whatever they want to do, knock yourself out. I'm completely libertarian when it comes to that train of thought. However, I do have a problem when trans athletes, born males are competing against females. I have said that from the get-go. I do not stand for that. If you want to create their own league where they compete against each other or something like that, but there's the advantages when you're just talking about bone density in a male compared to a female, the ligament structure of a male is stronger than that of a female. It's just not fair. And this swimming, this whole thing that's been going on with Leah Thomas in this swimming is ridiculous. It should be, you know, the other states are passing that this is, they're not going to tolerate this. Uh, I just saw that Kentucky passed it, and I think now they're one of seven states that are not going to allow transgender athletes to compete in college sports, which is good. Uh, the fact that we need to put a law on the books to do this is uh, a little outrageous, but hey, if that's what it takes, that's what it takes. So Kentucky is joining a handful of other states that are not going to allow Leah Thomas to compete there, but it's also, it's a little too late. I think we've become progressive to the point that we're turning back the clock. We're, we're going backwards in our progressiveness. I mean, everybody's fought for so long for equal opportunity for women, equal rights, all this other kind of stuff. And now we're just going to piss all over it and put men in athletic competitions against them. I mean, I don't see any transgender uh, NASCAR drivers. I'm not saying that advantage is a motivation, but is there no advantage to driving a car? If you want to be a transgender in, uh, NASCAR driver, go knock yourself out. You know, you can be sponsored by whoever the transgender flavor of the day is and race in NASCAR and you have absolutely no advantage. But when it comes to physical ability and those kinds of sports, it's ridiculous that transgender athletes are competing against women. It's just not right. It's not fair. And the consequences of this, of the, of the, let's say the fourth place girl whose name isn't mentioned anywhere, uh, 
the, the, the consequences of this regarding scholarships and everything to advance the career of these athletes, especially in high school sports, when you're moving on to college or university level, it's detrimental and it shouldn't be happening. Shouldn't be happening at all. But here we are. Here it is. It is happening. And I guess we have to deal with it. Okay. Kanye West uh, is banned from the Grammys. I did see that. Uh, Grammys have said that uh, concerning his online behavior, he's just too nuts to uh, be allowed there. And I believe he does have four nominations in the Grammys. Uh, but they're just not going to let him uh, show up and do his, uh, you know, his nonsense. It says here, this is Variety Magazine, Kanye West barred from performing at the Grammys due to concerning online behavior. Okay. Kanye West has been barred from performing at the Grammy Awards due, his, due to his concerning online behavior. A representative for the artist confirms to Variety, uh, reps for the Recording Academy and CBS, which present the Grammys, did not immediately respond to requests for comment. West. West rep cited a report in the blast posted late Friday, claiming that the artist team received a phone call Friday night, informing him he had been unfortunately removed from the lineup of performers for the show due to his concerning online behavior. While West who was up for five 2022 Grammy awards was not among the first list of performers announced on Tuesday. He may have been planned performer. A representative for West sent variety, a link, to that story saying only this is confirmed. The rep did not. Okay. Blah, blah, blah. Anyways, his, his continued harassment of Kim Kardashian, Pete Davidson, Noah, Trevor Noah, uh, who else? Uh, DL Hughley. He's been on a, he's been on a terror lately. The, the past few weeks he's been, he's been going after those people for sure. Uh, he's just a little, uh, I think he's off his meds. Honestly, I think he's off his meds. And I, you know, I, I do want to refer back to that, uh, Netflix special regarding, uh, Kanye. It's good. It's good. But it also shows you how volatile he is mentally. He's just in a state of mind where uh, he needs to get some help. He's got to get some control over himself because he is just out. He's just out, you know, earlier this last week or the week before he was posting, uh, conversations between him and uh, Kim Kardashian, him and Pete Davidson. Uh, I think everybody involved with Kanye would like to see him get help, but I don't think that's going to happen any too, anytime too soon. Is this Grammy snub on him? Is it going to be a wake-up call? Probably not. Probably not at all. But, uh, you know, it is what it is. Okay, so what else do I have going on here in the news? Other than that, um, the House passed the Crown Act, and basically that's a bill that you can't discriminate on uh, race-based hairdos. Uh, the House passed a bill Friday that would uh, that would ban race-based hair discrimination at work, federal programs, and public accommodations. The Crown Act, which stands for Creating a Respectful and Open World for Natural Hair Act, passed along party lines with a vote of 235 to 189. The bill now heads to the Senate for a vote. Uh, so it still has to pass in the Senate. Uh, but here's a quote from Ayanna Presley on the House floor Friday. And the quote is, for too long, black girls have been discriminated against and criminalized for the hair that grows on our heads and the way we move through the show up and the way, okay, I, I'm trying to read this correctly. For for too long, black girls have been discriminated against and criminalized for the hair that grows on our heads and the way we move through and show up in this world. Okay. Uh, it just didn't look right. I guess that is apparently right. That is what she said, but it just sounded a little off. 
So the Crown Act is in full effect. It's got to be a vote on, voted on by the Senate, and that's coming along. Uh, let me see. When my daughter was six years old, she came to me and told me that she thought she was supposed to be a boy. Hold on. Right there. Right there. Your daughter's six. 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 Daughter, six years old, comes to you as a parent and says that she's a boy. What do you do? First off, the child is six years old. Six-year-old, they're still eating their boogers and, you know, just doing stupid shit. They really don't know what's going on. And I think that's the time when you step in as a parent and you, uh, you know, have, have a little talk. Well, you know, listen, you're, 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 you're a boy. I know sometimes it can be a little confusing with your teachers loading all this shit down your brain, but you're a boy and, um, it's okay to be a little confused, but you're a boy. And I'm here as your parent to reaffirm to you at six fucking years old that you're a boy. Um, or you can, you know, keep going down this road. The God had messed up. And so from that day forward, supposed to be a boy, the God had messed up. And so from that day forward, I called him my son and his name was Jackson. And he lived that whole next year as a little boy. Now I want you to pay attention real quick because notice how happy she was when she said that her daughter came to her and told her she was a boy and he lived his whole life as Jackson. She's very happy and very smiley about this. In fact, I'm going to re I'm going to rewind it just a second because I want you guys to see what's going on. Okay. Watch, well, look at her expression when she breaks this news, right? Son, and his name was Jackson. And he lived that whole next year as a little boy and just cut his hair short and opened himself up to new clothing and toys and experiences. Because you see, when you're seven years old and your parents tell everybody you're a little boy, Everybody believes them. They don't look for signs. But then he came to me and he said, Mom, I want to be a girl again. And I said, okay, why are you unhappy? And he said, yeah, some of my friends don't treat me good and some of their parents don't treat me good. And it, it's a lot. And I miss my friends and their parents won't let them play with me if I'm a boy. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll do it again when I'm older. And so he went back to being my daughter. And she lived that way for a few years and grew in her experiences with her friends, but also grew in sadness. Now, did the, did the child grow in sadness or did the mom grow in sadness? Because the way the mom's relating this story, it's not very matter of fact. It seems like she was pretty emotional that her, I don't know where we're at in the storyline now. I guess we're back to being a girl. It seems like it was detrimental to the mom. Like, I don't know. Somebody call CPS, please, 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 please. And then when she couldn't take it anymore, she walked up to me in the kitchen and said, Mom, I need he, him pronouns. And later that night, Jaden and I picked his name together. And he goes by Jay, which was my daddy's name. He's almost 14. 
So what if I had told somebody under third grade that they couldn't be who they always were meant to, who God intended them to? No. This isn't about sexuality. This is about love. Is it though? The way that God intended them to be born, I think uh, God knew what he was doing when he gave her a vagina, maybe. How do you handle that situation? And that's a good question. I mean, but I you, I wouldn't handle it like that. That's for damn sure. But uh, the, reaffir- the re- reaffirmation by the parents uh, at such a young age, it seems a little questionable in my opinion. It seems like that, that that's your, uh, I, I told you this story before when I was a kid, a little older than six, me and my cousin, we thought well, we were werewolves. Okay. So if I would have went to my parent and said, I'm a werewolf and they gave when me, my daughter was six years old. Hold on. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. And if they would have gave me werewolf pronouns, I mean, what's the difference? Because she's right. She's right on the one fact that it's not sexual. It's not really sexual at that age. They're too young. It's a sexual. I don't know. I mean, she did. Did she ask the daughter or why she thought she was a boy? Did she, did she dig into a little bit of what the girl was thinking? Was it just because the girl wanted to play with a GI Joe or whatever the masculine boy toy was of that time? You know, did she tell her daughter? Well, well, I mean, why, why do you feel like you're a boy? That's something she doesn't dig into right here. You know, what was it? Because right. It probably wasn't sexual. It probably wasn't a sexual attraction to girls. Yeah. There was something going on. Don't you explore that a little bit with your child? I mean, you don't have to be condemning when you do it, but don't you explore that and explore where their mind is at and what they are thinking and why do they think that they are a boy when they're six years old? Oh, is it because I want to play football? Well, 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 sweetie, you can definitely play football. I want to play with a GI Joe. You can play with a GI Joe. There's nothing wrong with that. But why do you immediately just say, oh, you're six years old. You want to be a boy. Bing, bang, boom. Let's pick out a name. That's the next question out of your mouth is let's pick out a name. To me, this seems like pushing kids down a road. And that's what I'm talking about. This, this lady here and then teachers in school, they, it's the same thing. They do this express track express of, if you mention if you have any questions at all, it's just bing, bam, boom, let's go. You're a boy. And then you saw her, her, how her personality flipped when the child came back to being a girl, she was totally distraught about it. The mother was totally distraught about it, crying through the story and all that kind of stuff. And then she started to cry in tears of joy again, when the child went back to being a, 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 a male. So what is the mother's intentions here? What is, is, is it the mother's preference that's being implemented on the child or is it the mother not being neutral and understanding and having a conversation with the child, the six years old, this started at six years old. I don't know exactly what's wrong here, but I can tell you what, there is something gravely wrong with this mother and the way she's handling the situation, I know it is a TikTok video. She doesn't get into complete uh, details about how it t- how it taken, but as blase as she presents it, where Junior comes to me, wants to be a boy, boom, like genie in a bottle. That's your magic wish. Let's go to being a boy. Oh, that's not working. You want to come back to being a girl? Well, it breaks my heart. You could see in her in her in her retelling of the story, it was breaking her heart that her 
daughter wanted to go back to being a daughter. I don't know, man. I don't know, but there's a, there's a, there's some, some fishy stuff going out there. Some fishy stuff. That's for sure. Well, can you go to jail for doing stupid things? Now, this story is about two idiots making YouTube viral videos. And what happened was that they did this video where this guy, let me see if I can get the details about what caliber and stuff. But anyways, basically in a nutshell, he was holding the encyclopedia in front of him and she fired a gun at him within a foot. And it went through the encyclopedia and killed him. So how much time do you think she got in prison for making a viral video? You know, they never report on here whether that video ended up going viral or not. My my suspicion is if, if they would have posted it, it probably would have. Anyways, a U.S. woman has been sentenced to six months imprisonment for shooting dead her boyfriend in a botched stunt they hope to go viral on YouTube. Mona Lisa Perez, really, they named their daughter Mona Lisa. Mona Lisa Perez, let's see, here's 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 Perez and her infantly uh, genius boyfriend. Yeah, he looks like the type that would take a bullet in the chest through an encyclopedia just to get some YouTube clips. Anyways, Mona Lisa Perez, now 20, was asked by Pedro Ruiz, 22, to fire a gun from a foot away, believing a thick book he held in front of his chest would shield him. The bullet pierced the one and a half inch book, only only one and a half inches, damn, fatally wounding Ruiz last June. Perez, a mother of two, later pleaded guilty to second degree man manslaughter. Wow. Minnesota Judge Jeffrey Rimmick set out the terms agreed under plea bargain on Wednesday. Perez will serve 180 days in jail. Uh, this will be alternating 10 days in jail and 10 days out for the first six months, amounting to 90 days behind bars. The remaining 90 days can be served in home confinement. The jail time can be served in South Dakota, where she now lives. And then she has 10 years of supervised probation and be banned for life from owning firearms. Make no financial gain from the case. Uh, the sentencing is below state guidelines, but Norman County attorney James Bruce said the reality is that this foolish stunt was dreamed up, planned, and executed by Pedro Ruiz. And the defendant wrongfully and tragically relied on his assurance that the stunt was safe. Uh, you know, if you're going to fire a firearm at your chest uh, through a one-and-a-half-inch book, did it ever cross your mind to possibly try it out and fire it at the book first? I mean, was that even an option? If you're going to... They don't say what caliber it was, but most bullets are going to go through an inch and a half book. I think almost all bullets. I know a 22 probably would. In fact, the 22 is so small in diameter, it probably penetrate deeper than some of the larger diameters. But kids, how do you become this dumb that you're just going to take a bullet and fire it in an inch and a half book that you're holding in front of your It's that foolish is as foolish does, folks. I mean, I feel sorry for him. He didn't even get the viral views. What a tragedy. What a freaking tragedy. All right. What else do we have going on here? Uh, da, 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 da. Oh, this was good. This was this was on Reddit, and I think this is actually uh, a, an excellent solving of a major problem that we have had for centuries. And, uh, well, at least, uh, when it was a toilet invented? When did, when did women start bitching about you leaving the toilet seat up? Was that 
200, what was it? I don't know when toilets, I'm not going to Google it. I'm not going to go down that crap hole of investigating when toilets came about. But basically there's a whole Reddit thread. And in the thread, the guy solves this problem of men leaving the toilet seat up by doing this. We go to the bathroom, lift up the seat, piss, put it back down. That's two. We got to lift and put back down. Okay. So we're doing a lot of work right there. We get the, ugh, you left the toilet seat up again. Look, if I have to lift it and put it back down, you sure can just pay attention and just put it back down when you go to the bathroom. Now that's something I never understood. I've heard women say, I went to the bathroom, you left the toilet seat up and I almost fell in. Do you not look before you squat, pop a squat and pop a pee? I mean, that is just, that is your own, own stupidity. If you can't look at the toilet seat before you sit down to see if it's down or not, that's on you. But let's progress through this chain of events on how to solve this problem. His new solution. And I I I am I'm all aboard on this. His new solution is if I have to piss, I lift the seat up. Piss, wash my hands and leave. If you have to piss, put the seat down, piss and wash your hands and leave. Equal equal opportunities here. She has to put the seat down to pee, he has to lift the seat up to pee. It's all gravy. It's equal. It's equal to eat both parties in the relationship that they're actually both touching the toilet seat the same amount of time. One's doing lifting, one's doing putting down. In fact, I'd actually argue that the man's job of lifting the seat requires more effort than the woman's job of putting it down. So you're still getting a break. You're still getting a break. And I think this should be implemented in every household. It'll put an end to all the fighting. Women, put the seat down. Men, lift the seat up. Everybody's happy. Everybody's happy. Okay, what else do we have going on here? Um, 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 um. Oh, yeah, this is a video, I think. Let me see if I can pull this up. Uh, uh, uh. And what was going on here? The next time someone tries to say Biden isn't why the gas prices are so, so high, show them this. And I've seen this before. I just can't remember what he says. Um, but, but, kiddo, I want you to just take a look, okay? You don't have to agree but I want you to look in my eyes. I guarantee you, I guarantee you, we're going to end fossil fuel, and I am not going to cooperate. Oh, there we go. There we go. That's Mr. Biden. Biden back in the day. <laughs> I don't know when this was, but there he is. He's he he has had the on his agenda to end the dependence on fossil fuel. Uh, you want to hear that again? You want to hear that again? You want to hear the stupidity? Hold on. Let's bring this in. Um, but, but kiddo. I want you to just take a look, okay? You don't have to agree, but I want you to look in my eyes. I guarantee you, I guarantee you, we're going to end fossil fuel, and I am not going to cooperate. Well, he's getting his wish, pretty much. I mean, it feels that way. Gas prices are ridiculous. Uh, U.S. is fearing that Putin, Putin might lean on uh, nuclear threats if Russia continues to fail in Ukraine. The DIA director, Lieutenant, Lieutenant, uh, yeah, Lieutenant Jen Scott, Lieutenant General Scott Barrier, revealed the concerns in a new report on global threats. Lieutenant General Scott Barrier, director of the U.S. Defense Intelligence Agency, revealed the concerns in a new report on global threats dated March 15th and obtained by Fox News Thursday. 
And I quote, as this war and its consequences slowly weaken Russian conventional strength, Russia likely will increasingly rely on its nuclear deterrent to signal the West and project strength to the internal and external audiences. Yeah, you got your bomb shelter ready? You might want to might want to get it ready if this guy's right. And you know, Russia isn't they're not they're not tearing through that Ukraine like they thought they would. And it makes them look bad. And Putin does not one thing he is is a very proud man and he doesn't want to look bad. So you know. So how much money do you have to make to be successful in the United States? I know in California that number keeps growing and growing. Uh, but Bloomberg is getting a little bit of a backlash and a little bit of a slam because Bloomberg, here we go, the op-ed slam for saying inflation stings most for those making under $300,000. The solution, don't buy in bulk. Uh, critics slam Bloomberg opinion tweet Saturday that said inflation hurts most people making less than $300,000. Adding that people should take the bus. There you go. There's the answer. Take the bus. Why didn't we think of that? The answer to all of our problems is taking the bus. Thank you, Bloomberg, for your enlightenment. But you should take the bus, stop buying in bulk, and should, and, and should try lentils instead of meat. Lentils instead of meat. Well, I mean, that's, that's, that's one more one for the vegans, apparently. The tweet also read, nobody said this would be fun. The March 13th op-ed from Teresa Giladucci headlined inflation stings most if you earn less than $300,000. Here's how to deal. Says that the public transportation prices are only up 8% compared to 38% for gasoline. And to avoid inflated meat prices, Giladucci suggested pivoting to vegetables. Though your palate may not be used to it, tasty meat substitutes include vegetables where prices are up a little over 4%, or lentils and beans, which are up about 9%. Plan to cut out the middle creature and consume plants directly. It's a more efficient, healthier, and cheaper way to get calories, according to the op-ed. Sports writer and, and analyst Barrett Sa Saley recalled some of the many excuses for inflations Americans have heard over the past few months. In reaction to the Bloomberg tweet, inflation is a transistory. That's what he tweeted. Inflation is due to COVID inflation. Really isn't that bad. Inflation is caused by Putin. There are all things that were said over the last 12 months. Well, you know who I hold responsible? The same jackass that was saying that he's going to rid us of fossil fuels that I just played a few minutes ago. Anyways. Uh, President Biden and other members of the administration have put the blame on Putin, calling it Putin's price hike. Inflation hit another 40-year high in February, rising to 7.9%. Getting expensive to live here, man. Getting expensive to be in California. Okay, what else do we have? Uh, we already did the Pelosi thing. Where am I at on my timeline? Am I, am I, am I, have I exceeded my allotted 30 minutes? And yes, I have. Well, I'll tell you what. This has been Jake with Radio Wonderland. It's been nice talking to you today. And like, subscribe, subscribe, share, uh, tell your commie friends. If you back Putin, drop me an email, jake at radiounderland.com. And uh, share the show. And we will talk to you later.